was causing that? Was it the thought of the weight of sin, the sin of the whole world as repulsive as that is? Was it the prospect of your sin being laid on him? I think not. Was it the prospect of the degradation of the suffering he was about to endure? I think not. It was the prospect of the black hole, of the darkness of Golgotha, climaxing in separation from God. My God, my God, why have you forgotten me? So that you will never know what it is to be forgotten by God. Did he not say, I have a baptism to be baptized with? I'm keen to get on with the job you've given me. Are you agreeing with Jesus, friend, and with me? A greater than Jonah is here. Number two. Consider how they suffered for sin. Jonah, he suffered. He disobeyed God. He was thrown out of the boat into the sea. He was stuck in the belly of a fish. He suffered for sin. Come now to Jesus. He suffered for sin. He too suffered for sin, but not his own. For the sins of his people, the Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of us all. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 6 to 8. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. 1 Peter 2, 24. Have you got that message? Is it rooted in your being? The gospel in five words. Have you got it, children? Romans 5, verse 6. Five fingers. Christ died for the ungodly. The connection between me and Jesus is that he died for me. Jonah 1.15 tells us that the raging sea grew calm as a result of Jonah being thrown out of the boat. And how much greater the calm that Jesus brings because he suffered for our sin. Does he not say to us, my peace I give to you. Whatever's confronting you, wherever you are, my peace I give to you. The peace I have myself doesn't get any better than that. A greater than Jonah is here. Number three. Compare how they were esteemed by the people. Jonah, well, the sailors tried their best to reach the shore. They did their very best. They were concerned, we read, about this man's blood. We don't want to be guilty of innocent blood, they said. They actually considered Jonah worth working for and worth seeking to deliver. Come now to Jesus. 
What did the people say? His blood be on us and on our children. What did they think of him? He's a drunkard. What did they say to him? You're a bastard. You don't know who your mom and dad are. We do. We know who our parents are. You're not very sure who yours is. You have a devil, they said to him. He was despised. He was rejected. He is a blasphemer. Crucify him, crucify him. Isn't it amazing (coughs) how in the New Testament record the crucifixion comes down to this? There they crucified him. Those who were doing the crucifixion could do anything they imagined to the body. Anything they imagined. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Even his friends forsook him. Are you agreeing with Jesus? A greater than Jonah is here. Number four, compare how they experienced floods. Jonah 2 verse 3. Your floods compass me about. Your waves pass over me. Gasping for breath. Falling down in the, in the stormy water. Sinking through the sea. How frightening. We feel for Jonah almost a drowning experience. I remember once in Durban, in South Africa, Karin and I were there. We walked along the Durban seafront one evening, and it was a warm, sultry evening. There was a nice, calm sea and a sandy beach. And we said, what about going for a swim? And we went in. But Karin got caught in a riptide. She struggled. She couldn't get back in. I couldn't reach her. How frightening it was to see your loved one going with the riptide. How frightening it must have been for Jonah. But come now to Jesus. He had waves passing over me. Floods of pain and suffering. The messianic Psalms put it this way. Psalm 69. I am in too deep waters come. Where floods have o'er me gone. Let not the flood on me prevail. Psalm 42 again. Thy breaking waves pass over me. What were these waves? These waves, my friend, were your sin being dealt with. Your cheating. My pride. Your envy. Your gossip. My hatred. My unthankfulness. My grumbling. My forgetfulness. These waves 
were being dealt with. Number five, compare how they suffered physically. With Jonah, there were no nails, no scourging. It was tough. He had three days in an odd place. But it was not unto death. God provided a great fish. Come now to Jesus. This is God's dear Son. Surely He will provide an escape. If He provided a great fish for Jonah, surely He'll do something for His Son. No, no. He delivered Him up for us all. We're saved from God by God. God so loved the world. He delivered him up to spitting, to the crown, to the nails, to the scourging, and much, much more the lingering, lasting death. And speaking with reverence, if I was there and I had a part, I'd something to say. This is what I would say to God. But God... This is your son. This is your one and only son. Pilate said, did you not hear what Pilate said? He hath done nothing amiss. You said, God, you said he's your beloved son. He said, Jesus said, I always do these things that please my father. He's never done anything to deserve this. I wonder what God's answer would be. I know what it is. Do you? His answer is, friend, and hear this from God himself. I love sinners. I love sinners and I want them to know mercy and grace. Consider sixthly how they suffered at the hand of God. How they suffered in spirit at the hand of God. Jonah said, I have been banished from your sight. But he was calling on the Lord who answered him. Jesus called on God too, but he was not answered. Who can enter into what that was? A Scottish Gaelic poet of 200 years ago put it this way. It's translated from the Gaelic, which is the Scottish Celtic language, and this is the way he put it. What would have taken the whole of humanity an eternity of suffering was born by him and consumed by him in a moment of time remember that Psalm Psalm 90 is in it isn't it yes yeah, Psalm 90 who asks the question he asked the question who knows the power of the wrath of God and we might say well 
A sinner in lost eternity. A sinner in hell surely knows the power of the wrath of God. No. No, he doesn't. And he never will. Because it is always in hell. The wrath which is to come. Who knows the power of the wrath of God? Here it's known. In its entirety. God's sword smiting the shepherd, the substitute. Jesus for us died. He die, me no die. At the recent Lausanne convention, which I followed, we had two of our colleagues there. I think the most significant statement to come out of it was from John Piper. So profound, yet so simple. The Christian, in the name of Christ, is concerned about all suffering especially eternal suffering. Jesus dealt with your eternal suffering. I'm glad about that. I'm very glad about that. I'm thrilled about that. That's all I have. That's everything I have. That's everything I want. One other Scotsman put it this way. If there was a drawn sword pointed at my chest and Christ at the other end of it and the only way to be at him and with him was to run myself on that sword, I would gladly do so. Are you in love with him? Are you saying a greater than Jonah is here? Number seven. Their fate impacted others. Unless Jonah was thrown out of the boat, there was disaster for the ship. The sailors and Jonah all knew this. Unless Jesus was crucified, there was hell for the totality of the human race. Isn't it Tom Jones in his new song who says, Where will I go while I die? Will it be heaven or fiery hell? Where will you go when you die? With Jonah, it was just a few. With Jesus, it was all of mankind. A greater than Jonah is right here. Lastly, I would like to compare the outcome Jonah, as you will read later on in the book of Jonah, chapter 4, was greatly displeased and became angry with God. And he said to God, Nineveh were such a wicked bunch of folks. How could you set them free? He was angry with the outcome. How different our Lord Jesus he shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. I, I, I'm hoping and praying and expecting that because of what's going on here this morning, there's joy in Jesus' heart. Joy 
in the presence of the angels over one sinner that repents. What's the presence of the angels? It's Christ himself. Are you repenting over yesterday's sin? Over a lifetime of sin? Well, there's joy in the presence of the angels. Then Nineveh repented at the preaching of Jonah. The king sat in the dust, tore off his clothes, covered himself in sackcloth and ashes, and the people proclaimed a fast. What do you think then, when you've had a greater than Jonah here? The people of Nineveh repented, did you? You might be saying, if I had a better preacher, I would repent. Well, I'll tell you this, you have the best of all preachers. You have him here in his word. You have the greatest, the only, the final preacher. And he is coming to you today saying, I want you to be reconciled to me. No repenting soul in Nineveh perished. And no repenting soul in this building today will perish. None perish that him trust. A greater than Jonah is here. Fast forward with me. Press the fast forward button to the last great day when you and I will meet again. The day of judgment. Christ pronounces the judgment. But there's another voice. There's an echo across heaven saying, it's coming from a choir of people from Nineveh. And they're saying this, we repented at the preaching of little imperfect Jonah. And you did not repent at the preaching of Jesus. Except you repent, you will perish. I want to finish with a quotation from a hymn written in 1759 by Joseph Hart. Let not conscience make you linger or of fitness fondly dream. All the fitness he requireth is to feel your need of him. Let not conscience make you linger nor of fitness fondly dream. All the fitness he requireth is to feel your need of him. And if anybody leaves this building today without Christ, I have authority from God to say, you're mad. See that you refuse not him that speaks from heaven. You are offered without money and without price. 
the greatest thing of all. I used a five-finger thing earlier on. I will now use a ten-finger thing. Love God, love one another, because he first loved us. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the excellency of what you are and who you are and all that you've given to us. We ask that every individual here would by your Spirit's power in us come to say, a greater than Jonah is in our church. And we met him, and we love him, and we will follow him. And we will at last be with him for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For Jesus' sake.